Kia ora and welcome to the Dawn Chorus on Tuesday the 20th of July. It's just before 7 o'clock. I'm Bernard Hickey for the Kaka. The big news overnight is that global stock markets and bond markets are getting quite worried about the Delta variants that are now crashing through the developed world's economies. It seems the Freedom Day uh, um, thing that is happening in Britain overnight has really focused people's minds on this, in part because Freedom Day was not so free. About half a million Brits were actually in self-isolation after test and trace alerts went to their mobile phones, and that included the Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the Health Minister Sajid Javid. Now, both of them had received uh, their double jabs of vaccine, but they were still sick. And remember, more than half of the population in Britain is still not vaccinated. And in the States, it's about the same. It seems many developed countries get to about 50% and then really struggle to get to the rest. And the Delta variant is particularly infectious and uh, much more dangerous for people who are unvaccinated. So these attempts to get to some sort of herd immunity are not there yet. And uh, Britain's uh, attempt to try to preempt the whole process by reopening too early is causing nervousness around the world. And remember, of course, that most of the developing world is nowhere near vaccinated. So it's forcing people to rethink their views about how long it's going to take before the global economy gets back to, quote, normal, unquote. And it means that interest rates on uh, global bonds have fallen sharply overnight. The US 10-year bond yield, which is a key indicator of global interest rates, it actually fell 12 basis points to 1.18% overnight. That's back down to where it was in February. And suggests that many global investors are not worried about inflation now. They're worried about slowing economic growth. The S&P 500 was down more than 2% this morning. The Dow down nearly 1,000 points. And that's uh, because of these concerns about the Delta variant. Also, from across the Tasman, we must um, keep an eye on what's going on there. Nearly 100 cases announced yesterday in New South Wales, and a good 30 or so of them were out and about in the, um, the state, in the city of Sydney, before they tested positive. Remember, the lockdown in New South Wales is not nearly as strong as our lockdown. There were a whole bunch of shops and workplaces open. And yesterday, New New South Wales finally decided to get really serious. They shut down their entire construction industry. That's 250,000 workers sent home and an immediate $2 billion hit to the Australian economy. Melbourne also extended its snap lockdown yesterday, and there's no uh, end in sight there. They've had more than a dozen new cases, um, and they've shut down various buildings and uh, other uh, places of interest. And also New Zealand extended its travel pause with Victoria overnight. Uh, Economists in Australia are actually saying this morning that the Reserve Bank of Australia, which indicated just a couple of weeks ago that it might slow its money printing rate, essentially slight tightening of monetary policy, they're saying that the Australian Financial Review is now going to, that the um, Reserve Bank of Australia is now going to have to reverse that. So remember, just in the last week or two, we've heard economists in New Zealand say the Reserve Bank of New Zealand will have to put up interest rates fast and a lot to stave off inflation, which, remember, was running at an annual rate of 3.3% in the June quarter. Well, it's pretty 
unusual for New Zealand to be a real outlier um, on inflation and growth compared to the rest of the world. So if we see these Delta outbreaks and various concerns there spread around the world and slow economic growth and slow inflation, it's going to be quite hard for the Reserve Bank of New Zealand to jump out on its own and push up interest rates quickly. At the moment, New Zealand's economists are saying that the Reserve Bank could put up the official cash rate to well over 1.5% by the second half of next year, and that we could be talking about mortgage rates of over 4.5% by the end of next year. I think that's premature with what we're seeing in the rest of the world. And for those people who uh, take a view on interest rates, which is what you're doing when you fix or you float, you've got to remember the rest of the world is not seeing the inflation concerns and the higher interest rates that many economists here are talking about. Got to remember, we're part of the world. We have a very open economy. Now, the other thing that's unnerving people is this increasingly uh, uh, fractious dispute between America and China. Uh, And we saw another round of this uh, overnight, and New Zealand is definitely involved here on the side of the Americans. So there was a joint statement issued including the United States, the UK, the European Union, Australia, Japan, NATO and Canada, all accusing China of using arms of the state to uh, coordinate these cyber attacks that we saw on the Microsoft Exchange platform a few weeks ago. Now, Andrew Little came out with a very strong statement late last night, uh, which you can see in the Dawn Chorus, which accused the Chinese state of being directly behind the attacks on the Microsoft Exchange platform, which, of course, many companies and government organizations use here. And the quotes are strong. I'll read out one of them. Quote, and this is Andrew Little, who's the GCSB minister, saying, quote, we call for an end to this type of malicious activity, which undermines global security and stability, and we urge China to take appropriate action in relation to such activity emanating from its territory. Earlier in the statement, it did actually uh, accuse the Ministry for State Security in China of being behind these Microsoft attacks. So we're really jumping in with the rest of the world and having a good crack at China over uh, um, these cyber attacks. And just in case you think geopolitics has gone away, the United States looks like it's going to impose fresh sanctions on Iranian oil exports to, you guessed it, China, uh, to try and get Iran back to the table over the nuclear issue. And just another little um, uh, thing to watch here in our part of the world, the Australian government looks like it's going to finance a takeover bid for the Digicel mobile networks, which run in Samoa, Fiji, the Papua New Guinea and Tonga. Why? Because they want to stop China getting hold of those mobile networks in the South Pacific. Well, there we have it. That was the Dawn Chorus essentially saying there's plenty of volatility in the world and in Australia and in the South Pacific, which mean that our interest rates rates might not rise as fast as you think and that the COVID pandemic is far from over in both a a physical health and economic sense. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Dawn Chorus on Tuesday, July the 20th. It's about seven o'clock.